Are you feeling unfulfilled or looking for your purpose in life? Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast, a platform to discuss mental health, finding purpose, and work-life balance. Join me during a weekly discussion where we are finding our purpose on purpose. My name is Raquel and I'm your host. Now let's talk about it. Welcome back to the Let's Talk About It podcast. Thank you guys for rocking with me. This is episode 10, and I am so excited to be embarking on this journey, staying consistent with allowing you to follow my journey, allowing you to see my transparency, and just being vulnerable with every topic that I bring to you guys and letting you know that nothing about what I'm doing is perfect. Every day is a learning lesson. Every day, God put something on my heart to want to share. And I'm just glad to be here. I'm just glad that I'm able to create a safe, a safe place for people to come and relate and be authentically themselves. Today, we are going to be touching on childhood traumas, um, that inner child of yours that didn't get to speak when they were younger, or even now that you don't get to release and you, you're not able to actually express yourself in work environments, relationships, friendships, um, even finances. You you don't really know how to financially conduct yourself because as a child, you weren't taught that, you know, and maybe you had a little bit of poverty, or maybe you um, saw your mom struggle. And that does create trauma, regardless of if we look at it that way or not. So I will open up this episode with a poem that I wrote in, in just the midst of me creating and writing about how I felt about my own childhood trauma. And the name of the poem is If Only She Knew. If only she knew her strengths, if only she knew her beauty and courage, if only she knew she was loved and wanted and pain didn't last always, if only she didn't listen to the rumors, the rumors that stained her name, if only she knew not to not to dwell, dwell in her life shame. As I speak to my inner child, I wish I knew what I know now. I wish I could love on me and give myself a hug because that girl was broken and only deserved love. If only she knew after every storm there would be a rainbow waiting waiting to brighten her day, maybe her life would have been different in each and every way. That for me um, was solely for me. I'm not sure if anybody else can relate. I'm not sure if anybody else kind of feels that way about themselves in their younger days, but I struggled with a lot of anger. I struggled with a lot of depression. I struggled. Um, I didn't know how to express myself. And I I yearned for relationships, friendships. And um, I don't believe I ever really was, su- was successful in that area. Um, you know, I've grown up with, with people that I, I've considered my friends or once were my friends that are now associates and you know how life goes and things change. Um, but as, as a, a young child, as a teenager and a young adult, I definitely struggled in that area. And up until my thirties, I struggled with it. It was, it was something that haunted me um 
whatever I did in my past haunted me. And some days I find myself thinking about it and I'm just like, you got to let it go, Raquel. You have to allow yourself to forgive yourself because that's not who you are now. And if anybody judges you for who you once were, they don't deserve to be in your life. So my question to you is, what would you tell your younger self now? Well, what would you tell your younger self then now that you know what you know now? And for me, I would say be selective with your friends. Take your education seriously. Don't worry about fitting in. These times go by fast. Enjoy them the right way. Don't give yourself to someone who doesn't deserve the sacred parts of your body. And oftentimes we tell ourselves, you know, we don't regret anything because it made us who we are. You know, it made us strong. It it built our character. And if we really think about it, we all know that we could have made better choices, better decisions in our younger years, especially for me, I could have made better decisions with the crowd that I hung with. I could have made better decisions with the, the amount of time I applied to my schoolwork. Um, I could have made better decisions with how I dealt with my emotions, maybe attempted to express them a little bit more. And, you know, unfortunately, every household doesn't allow you to have those um, outlets, those expressive outlets. And, you know, depending on how you grew up depends on if you could have done those things. So regardless of if it's work, friendships, relationships, whatever, there are many things that we look back on and we say, dang, I wish I could have done this a little bit different. I wish things could have went another way for me. Maybe my life will be different. Um, Anybody who says that their life is perfect, I don't believe them. (laughs) Anybody who says that they wouldn't change anything. I don't believe them. We all have that peace in our in our minds, in our hearts, in our emotions where we feel like we're missing something. That's why culture is how it is now, where everybody is keeping up with the Joneses and wanting to have this amount of money in their bank account. And that could be a trauma from not having money when you were younger. Um, you know, just things like that, that we don't acknowledge and we don't realize that they actually do affect our day-to-day lives. Oh, sorry. My lash is poking me y'all. But yeah. So for me, I remember being an angry teenager. I remember being misunderstood. I remember, um, Rumors spread about me that weren't true. Um, I remember before I knew I was a lesbian, there were rumors that I was a lesbian because I had like a best friend in school and we did everything together. And, you know, kids don't realize how their words, their, their tauntingness affects you. Um, just me being a person that I don't really tolerate a lot. 
I don't tolerate a lot of BS and still to this day, I don't, I've gotten a lot better with it, but that definitely caused a lot of strife in my life. Um, I, I fought my way through high school. Um, I felt like I always had to defend myself of who I was and, you know, I left home early. I just made a lot of decisions that as an adult, I know that it could have went a different way. I could have handled it better. I could have understood my mom better. I could have um, given myself grace. I could have not put so much of my heart and emotions into friendships and to wanting to fit in and, and wanted to be accepted, essentially. And for a, very, for a very long time, my only safe place was writing, writing poetry, writing short st- stories, writing in my journal. And, you know, that was the only way that I could express myself. And of course, thankfully, my mom did put me in therapy and that did help a little bit. But as a child, it helps. But I don't think we really as a 16 year old, you don't grasp the meaning of therapy. You don't grasp what it's supposed to do. You know, you're there to talk about your feelings, but to actually do the work to make it work longevity, you don't, for me, I just didn't know how to continuously apply that because once I left that room, I was back in the world. I was back doing or experiencing whatever it is that caused me to have to go to therapy in the first place. And, you know, I say this to say that our traumas hold us back from a lot of things. Our traumas, especially our childhood traumas, our childhood traumas affect how we deal with people, affect how we deal with our spouses, affect how we deal with our children. And it also affects our emotional state. Like we don't realize how childhood traumas can cause us anxiety, causes depression, um, and many other things. You know, I'm not a licensed professional. I'm speaking from my own experience. I know that I suffer from ADHD, um, anxiety, depression, which I think ADHD is more so not a trauma thing, but like a chemical imbalance hereditary thing maybe um but all of that plays in a way plays into how i react or interact with other people and i know many of us would like to disregard our traumas and many of us would like to say you know that was old i don't even remember it but there are triggers there are things that you that that are brought up And it triggers you. It makes you go back to that little girl that couldn't speak. It makes you go back to that little boy who was teased for not being able to play football or basketball or who chose to be in arts rather than be in sports or who was smarter than the other people, you know? And it's crazy because back then we didn't know what people were going to be. We didn't know their success stories. We didn't know how far in life that they can go. And when you look at like the people you went to school with, it's like, dang, like they really made something of themselves and they could have been bullied or, you know, 
they could have gone come to school with no money in their pocket like me. Um, I won't say I had to sleep pillow to post, but because of the choices that I made by leaving home early, I slept pillow to post a lot. Um, thankfully, I had, you know, friends at the time that opened their doors to me, their families opened their doors to me and God made it work for me in some type of way. He put it on people's heart to let me in their home and, you know, it worked out. Granted, I wish it would have been very much so different because now that I think about it, I'm not going to say that I was jealous of the families that, you know, opened their homes to me and but I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to be a part of it so much that I almost forgot that I wasn't, you know, like almost forcing something that wasn't going to last forever. Like eventually you're going to have to figure out what you want to do because, you know, you're not a part of the family. Um, But thankfully, thank God to, to those families who opened their doors to me, who, you know, helped me, and dark times and things of that nature. It was only God that got me through that. Um, and I just think that once we acknowledge those childhood traumas or any trauma, I have traumas from past relationships that I'm still trying to figure out in my current marriage of how not to spill that into spill that toxic toxic behavior toxic mentality into our marriage because my wife doesn't deserve that she deserves the best version of me and the first couple of years she got the worst version of me and it took me to realize and to know that just because I I didn't learn how to communicate. And when I was younger, I didn't express my feelings when I was younger um, or my feelings weren't. I'm not going to say that they were invalid or not validated, but when you have a mom that's hitting the pavement, that's doing everything that they can possibly do for you and support you, it's hard to understand how, how can she be sad? How can she be unhappy when I'm doing everything for her. And that's no one's fault. You know, that's, that's absolutely no one's fault. And that's why my mom did the best that she could do by getting me into therapy, by, you know, starting the work and figuring out where is this all coming from? Thank God for her. I've, I've also realized that, oh goodness, y'all, this lash, like, I don't understand. I put it on very good. I also realized that my childhood traumas have affected my friendships. I I have people in my life. I have a handful of people, one handful of people in my life that I consider my friend. Um, I have people that I w- once were friends with and now I consider my associates. And now being of age, I realize that the disconnect between those friendships friendships were not all their fault. A lot of, not a lot, but some of those things were my fault. Like I wasn't the best friend to a person that I possibly could have been, or I wasn't the type of friend 
or gave them the type of friendship that they expected because the way that they were friends and the way that they showed their friendship and their love wasn't the way that I did. And um, I lost a lot of friendships because of that, because in a way, neither one of us wanted to express or understand I guess your love language, I, I want to say your friendship language, because um, in order for, for me, what I've noticed is in order for a real friendship to last, to be strong and have a good foundation, you have to understand the love language of that person, the friendship language of that person, when they are in their darkest moments, what they need why they respond to certain things that, you know, that happen the way that they do. And why is it different from the way that you respond? So uh, a lot of my friendships have suffered from that. And I say this because I feel that we don't acknowledge those things. We don't acknowledge how, yeah, you may get into an argument with someone relationship-wise, friendship-wise, but we're so quick to cut someone off that we don't acknowledge, okay, so why is this person that way? Now, I'm not saying you let people run over you and you keep letting the same person in your life after they've done X, Y, Z and keep screwing you over. No, that's not what I'm saying. But if you feel as if a person genuinely has a good heart, genuinely wants to be your friend, but just genuinely does not know how to express themselves, genuinely was not raised in a home where that was allowed or that was acceptable or even validated. I think, you know, we should be kind and and offer, extend an olive branch of forgiveness. And I think when that happens in society or in culture, then it'll be a lot easier to forgive. It'll be a lot easier to understand people because honestly, we're all misunderstood. We are all misunderstood. And it takes a strong individual to want to understand you. My wife is a very strong woman. When I tell you Sometimes I wonder, like, why do you want to be with me? Um, and, you know, she just always tells me how worth it I am and how strong I am and how beautiful I am and how she's willing to work with me on my shortcomings. And, you know, she's not perfect. She has her shortcomings, too. But the way that she loves me makes me want to love her the exact same way, if not more, and work with her with her shortcomings as well. And all of that, you know, think thinking about all the things I just said makes me realize that we all have to do self-reflection. We all have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, how, how am I in relationships? How am I with finances? How am I in friendships? How am I at work? Am I a control freak? Um, Do I feel like I always have to have the best things because I didn't have anything when I was younger? Um, 
do I feel like I have to hang with a certain crowd because I, I lived in the hood all all the time. So I, I want to be perceived as not a ghetto girl. So what people may say. Um, we all have this persona or this this mental perspective of how we should be based off of where we don't want to go back to. And we may not even know it, but it's there. Trust and believe, at least for me. I'm going to put it on me. I know for me, it's there. Like, I don't want to be how I was before. So, and I also don't want to have, you know, diminished friendships or um, issues where a person doesn't understand me. So instead of making friendships, rekindling friendships, I stay away from it. There's no, you know, ill, ill intent. There's no malice, but for me to not continuously make the mistakes until I I know why I am the way that I am when it comes to certain relationships and my temper and things like that. I know that it's more important for me to work on me than to have a group of friends that don't understand why I am the way I am. And I think that we all should we all should have grace to ourselves for ourselves we should have grace for other people and we have to forgive our inner child for being scared we have to forgive our inner child for making mistakes we have to forgive those who are around us who caused the trauma regardless of what that trauma is and i'm not being dismissive of anybody who was you know hurt in a in a way that is almost unforgivable but god wants us to forgive those people it doesn't mean that you have to let them back in your life, but in order to heal, in order to get to where you are peacefully, pure with pure with a pure heart, genuinely, you gotta forgive and release and let that that trauma go. It'll always be something that happened, but it doesn't have to be who you are. And the scripture that I went to for this week's podcast is Roman five chapter. I'm sorry, Romans chapter five, three through four. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. If this is not a word, if this is not strength to understand that the things and traumas and the suffering that we've endured creates us to be stronger, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, Yeah, the things that we go through make us who we are today. But we cannot allow those things cause us to destroy our potential life where God wants us to go, where God wants us to be. And um, I found myself self-destructing on so many different occasions because I felt like I wasn't good enough, because I felt like. Like, why me? And I just think that. Clearly, I think a lot, but I feel that, you know, being 
kind and gentle to yourself and acknowledging acknowledging those traumas going to therapy if you need therapy i suggest you go to therapy i suggest you find someone to talk to and a lot of the times you can't talk to your friends because again they don't understand and they have their own things going that they're going through a therapist made too, but that's their job. You know, that's what they get paid for. And we all need a a space, a person to talk to and ask God to guide you to the right therapist, ask God to guide you to the correct friend who who's available to, to listen to your, to what you're going through. And I'm not saying go dump all your problems on one person and forget that they have issues as well, because we all are going through something but we also all need each other. And um, I just hope that when you open that door to those traumas to acknowledge what happened, to start healing, that it's not, it doesn't consume you to a point to where you forget where you're going in life. So I I hope this week has been an amazing week for everyone. I hope that you know mentally you are of sound mind I, I i pray that god has continued to cover you guys continue to protect you give you light and love on you and just know that you are not alone you are not in this world by yourself there are people who go through what you're going through we just all do it in silence And I'm here to be vulnerable and let you know that I am one who has gone through many things, has overcome many things, and who is still struggling with many things. But I refuse to give up. I refuse to not let my voice be heard and not let you guys know that I'm here to bring it to the platform, to talk about it, and to give you nothing but love, joy, peace, and pray that you'll overcome anything that has made you feel less than. My name is Raquel and I'm your host and I'll see you next episode. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed it because it almost had me in tears, y'all. Like my baby crying out there. Let me go get him. I love doing this. I do. I do love doing this. Thank you, God, for giving me the space and the want to talk to the world in such a scary, vulnerable position. I thank you, God. And I pray over everybody who who comes across my videos. I pray for everybody in this world to to find their purpose, to find that, that, that sacred moment where they can speak to you and find clarity within you and lean on your understanding and not their own, Lord God. I pray that my words help someone. I pray that you continue to download every piece of knowledge, every piece of emotion, every piece of words to give to the world. I know you're not done with me. I know you continue to work on me. I know you work on me with this glass of wine in my hand. And no matter the judgment, no matter the scrutiny, I know 
that you will get me to where I need to be and you will cleanse me the way you want me to be cleansed, the way I walk with you. My journey with you is my journey with you just as well as everybody else's journey with you is theirs. This is not a judgment zone. This is not a judge judgment space. And I'm growing. I'm learning the word. I, and, and it's all about trying. It's all about starting the process. And I just pray, Jesus, in Jesus' name, I pray that I touch somebody. If I can touch one person, that's all I care about. And once again, I'll see y'all next episode. Thank you.